Hey, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Michael, and I'm both grateful and excited that you're here with me today. Currently on the show, we're following my journey as a creator, entrepreneur, and future family man. I'll be sharing the ups, the downs, and really everything in between in order to bring encouragement, motivation, and drive to your own daily life. So let's go out together and create the lives we want to live. Hey everyone, and welcome to another week, another episode. Super glad to be here with you today. Once again, the episode's gonna look a little different than our usual one, just because, you know what, I'm going through a lot of just trying to piece together really so many different little parts, both on the physical side of who I am as a person, as well as on the inside of just going through a lot. A lot of it, of course, doing with these businesses I have and like, what am I doing? Where am I going? Is every, you know, is anything ever going to come from these? So there's a lot about that, which I'm going to touch on a little bit today, but then I'll also give you some updates on our chicks, the Japanese Bantam ones, and then also Thirsty Soul Weekly Verse updates from there as well. So if you're ready to go, let's jump right on in. And, you know, I... I try not to say it's going to be a shorter episode because you know me when I say that it probably just means it'll be like five minutes shorter instead of like in my mind when I start these I'm like oh it'll just be half an hour of me talking but I do like to talk so maybe it'll be a shorter episode I don't know let's jump in and you'll just have to see. All right so let's start with our Japanese Bantam chicks you'll know from last episode that I mentioned all five of them hatched. Tulip, our buff Orpington, had been broody. We got little eggs from a friend at church that were fertilized from her Japanese bantam chickens. They'll be much smaller than the buff Orpington, so they should coexist real well. And we are actually building a new coop. My parents are helping with that. My mom drew out the plans for that because she has a background in interior design and still has all of her drafting board and tools. So she worked on that this past week. We are going to be adding a six-foot coop enclosure for them i don't know i guess you would call it the part where they run around so we're keeping the little house that they sleep in at night where they lay the eggs so we're keeping that the nesting box set up that'll be great but the enclosure where they run around we're gonna make that much bigger much higher and we're gonna put a roof on it so that's a big thing because this past winter we had so much rain which we never get in california but there was a lot of rain and Man, it was just a lot of work. My mom did most of it of putting a tarp over them and then taking it off when it wasn't raining because they were afraid of the tarp. To them, the tarp we have is old, so it would leak if it puddled up too much. Then you'd have to go out in the rainstorms and like dump the water off the tarp. Just a mess. So I was like, we before the next rain season, like this summer, we need to add on to the coop or build a new one. So we are actually just remodeling, adding it on. So that's what we're currently working on. So that by the time these little chicks are like around eight weeks old, ready to go and be on their own, then they will have an even bigger space and bigger room to coexist with all the rest of the flock, which is just three other ones besides Tulip. So we have four buff Orpingtons and then potentially five Japanese bantam chicks like chickens but the other thing with that is that we can't keep any of them if they are male so if there are roosters where we are at in the city you're not allowed to have them and even then I don't think we would really want a rooster because they are loud they do not just do their cock-a-doodle-doo in the morning they do it constantly all day any like <laughs> even before the sun is up they will be just so loud and i went to a farm i had mentioned that i volunteered and helped with running an event for the farm it was a charity golf tournament that they had so 
when I had visited that farm, the whole time I was there, the roosters were just going off. And it was like, we are in like kind of the middle of nowhere, like mountainsides, countryside, you can't see neighbors, like nothing. And it was still annoying. So I'm like, can you imagine in a neighborhood nonstop? And we do have a neighbor, like a street over that has one and you can hear it from our house if you're outside. So uh, you're not allowed to have that. So that's partly the reason why, because they're loud and noisy, but the other thing is we don't need more chickens. We don't need more babies. We don't need more fertilized eggs. <laughs> like after these groupings, like we'll be good until they either get old and die or they stop laying eggs. And then we need to rotate in some new chickens, which not really sure what that looks like or how that will look like. It's just something we'll have to get to in a couple years as that happens. But anyways, out of the five, it's likely that half of them are male and half are female. So either probably two males or three males. We're not really sure. Two of them are more white. Three of them are like black and white. And they're all just so cute at this moment. They are about a week and a half old as you're listening to this now. So they are very cute. And what my mom noticed from when they were first born, because she was there on that Sunday, it was when I was camping when they were born. But their arms, she said, were just like, well, arms, their wings. But they looked more like arms because they were just itty bitty, so tiny, like they could not do anything with them. But in the last week and week and a half since they've been born, their wings are actually what has been growing the most. So like in proportion and ratio to the rest of their body, they're still pretty tiny. You can hold all of them in one hand, <laughs> which partly that's because they are Japanese bantam chickens, which are smaller to begin with. But the other thing is because their wings are what's growing. So they're flapping their wings more and it's like, whoa, their wings are much bigger now. They're more proportioned to their body. But then you'll see as they keep growing, at least with the buff Orpington ones, then their bodies do get big. And a lot of it is fluff. So it will be interesting to see how these ones progress. But for now, they're all very cute. We haven't even started naming them. I think we might just wait to see how many we get to keep slash we are going to keep. I think if they were all female, I would want to keep them all just because I don't know. When you are seeing this whole process it is just so special so awesome so cool that god created these animals to do this which you're like yeah of course that's how everything does you know like humans do that too and are you going to be like whoa that's so cool procreation with humans yeah it actually is it's, it's a little more messy and like a lot scarier <laughs> but in the case of the chickens like yeah it's cool it's cool to see that and i think definitely more kids and people should get to experience that because there is something so special and so unique about like you're taking care of the chicken and then that chicken is taking care of her chicks and it is just very cute. So we'll see about that. When I looked up how to sex the different Japanese bantam chicks, which they call it sexing if you want to figure out if they're female or male. And guess what? <laughs> there are only two genders to sex a chicken. Just like, uh oh, is he going to say it? Yes, humans, you're either male or female. <laughs> and you can't change it. Oh, you're going to hate me now. But really, there's only a few of you listening at this point, and I assume you would probably agree too. So getting back on track though, <laughs> we wanted to see, is there a way we can tell the sex of the little chick? Now, the only way when they're this little is to do like a DNA test, which would cost a lot of money. And it's kind of like, useless and pointless because what are you going to do if it's a male are you just going to kill the chick no that would be so sad and so inhumane and so awful so from there what i read said around eight to nine weeks is when you will really be able to tell or, or start to be able to tell if it is a male or female chicken 
And one of the differences is that the male chickens, which is not a chicken, it would be a rooster, a cockerel, <laughs> is what I think that the article said. They will have a comb that grows a lot bigger, a lot faster, and the little like wobble gobble under their chin that will also grow at a faster rate and a bigger rate and be, I don't know, they said like a certain color, but they all eventually turn that color. So I think it's more like the growth happens a lot faster and will be a lot bigger in comparison to the hens, the chicks that end up being the chickens that we would be allowed to keep. So very interesting. <laughs> and we will just see from there. And I'll, we'll, you know, I'll, I'll try to keep you updated as we go. But for now, you can, if you're following me on my personal Instagram, I post stories about them almost every day. They're so cute. And my niece, Lydia, she got to see them this past Sunday. And I think she loved them. It was very cute to see her reaction and like petting the one little chick with one finger. And then Tulip was jumping up on Taylor's lap, which is Lydia's dad. And so she was patting Tulip too at the same time. And it was just like, wow. This is so cool, so special, so, so cool because Lydia is not even two years old yet, but she gets to see and appreciate new life and these animals that you would never get, you know, living in the city, you don't, you don't experience that. I didn't experience that. We didn't have backyard chickens. We had cats and dogs, <laughs> so that's more than some people, but yeah, very cool and very awesome. So let's jump to our thirsty soul segment now. Okay, so as you know, Thirsty Soul is a segment I have with Coffee Up Cup, my coffee wellness business that I'm working on, where each week I provide a new verse, where I pick out a new verse for myself to memorize, and then I also encourage you as a listener of the podcast, as well as for the people following me on social media and in my newsletter for Coffee Up Cup, to go ahead, read the verse, learn the verse, and I have a whole podcast episode on Thirsty Soul and explaining why that is so important, as well as a linked article in the notes, so you can go through and do that. But for this week, I actually decided to take a pause for the week and really focus on one, finishing learning last week's verse, because last week was, man, it was just such a whirlwind of, I picked out the verse on the camping trip, did all that, but then I didn't post it till I think Tuesday or Wednesday, maybe even Wednesday, which is when the podcast episode comes out. And then from there, I've just been so distracted and I'll get into a little bit more on that now in the next section of why that is happening, but I just felt like I was all over the place and I haven't been able to give the right amount of time and haven't been in the right headspace to really focus on learning this verse. And I don't want to just throw out like throw out new verses without actually learning them, without internalizing them, without getting the full benefit of why we're doing this. It's one of those things like when you go to school, it is set up so that you just memorize certain facts and then you take a test then you can clear your brain. Then you memorize more facts and more things, more skills. And then when you don't need it, you lose it. And that's why I was actually really good at school in general. You know, not everything. I wasn't like valid Victorian side of things because I liked like, what is the most easy productive way to get through this where I can get A's and B's and have fun, you know, do everything, but still be like, Ooh, he's a good student. And I was really good at memorizing. So that setup is actually really good for me. But when we're looking at Bible verses, this is not a competition. It's not school. You're not just learning this to then throw it out. You're learning this to use it in your life and have the Holy Spirit use it within you and bring it back up to your memory in times of need or when you're talking with someone. You know, you want this to be encouraging and, you know, something you can lean on and look to in times of trouble or when, you know, as I said, when you're talking to other people or, you know, 
I just hear the verses now all the time. Even at church, the pastor mentioned a verse that I was like, I, I leaned over to my mom, like, we learned that verse. <laughs> like when he was like, he's, he said something about like, God will be with us when we pass through the waters and the rivers, the fire will not burn us when we walk through it. Like he was summarizing it, but I was like, boom, boom, boom. That is Isaiah 43 verses one through three. We learned that. Like, whoa, how cool is that? So in an effort to actually keep on track with this and one like not fall behind for myself and actually learn it i decided this week i'm still going to have the second corinthians 3 17 through 18 be my verse and if you've already learned that whoa great for you good job you're doing awesome if not you have another week to go ahead and learn that verse and it is written that book by paul and i've learned he actually he writes in kind of a confusing way like it's probably like if you were in school, like an AP English, because it's all like, and we who with unfailed basis, da 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 da, comma, da 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 da. It's like all of these clauses. I don't know. I don't even know if that is the right <laughs> grammatical term, but it's all of this kind of like bouncing around where you're like, oh man, what is he trying to say? Which is, you know, nothing wrong with that. But I realized I was like, oh, that's probably why it's a little bit harder compared to some of the other verses. But if you've learned it, great. If not, you can go ahead and keep on working on memorizing it but let's say you already have memorized it i think this week is a great week to go through all four verses that we have learned together so far and i even have two before it so i need to go back even further but go through the verses and do a check on yourself and see like hey how am i doing with these verses am i actually learning them do i still know them i think I always fear that I would forget where they were located in the Bible, you know, the verse. So I think that is really important to know. One, because if you forget part of the verse, if you know where it is located, you can find it, you can look it up, you can be remembered, <laughs> rememorize it, I don't know, you can look it up. And then also that is important to know where it's found because if you're sharing the word of God with someone and they want to look it up or they want to see like, is this person telling the truth? Like, it is good to look stuff up on your own. Just like with the news, all the garbage out there, people just say stuff and they expect you to believe it. And if you don't believe it, they're like, why wouldn't you believe it? I'm saying it. I'm a scientist. I'm a doctor. Well, sorry, scientists and doctors. We don't believe anything you say nowadays. After the last two to three years, like your credibility has died. You are not out there to do no harm. You are harming so many people in a multitude of ways. So just like that, when someone is spitting out the word of God or potentially the word of God and you don't know if that is true you need to go and you need to look it up for yourself to see like are they using it in the right context are they speaking truth are they actually reciting the bible is it actually God's word they're saying because a lot of people will twist words they'll throw stuff in or use bible verses out of context where you're like yeah, that is the right verse, but that is not what Jesus was saying. Like you're taking it out of proportion or you're putting it in a different scenario where it doesn't make sense. And that's why I really like having a study Bible because as you're reading, you can check the verses in the study part. It's like half and half. So you read the Bible in the first half, the bottom half is studies and they have notes about a lot of the different verses. So as you're reading, if you don't understand something, or you just want to learn more about what you're reading, they will have all these notes that explain like, whoa. So in the original Hebrew, this word means this, and this was the only word we could find in English. So la la da da da, or in Greek, this word also means these three different things. So when they say this, it actually has way more impact <laughs> or, you know, just the history of what was happening in the world. Sometimes they'll include that too. Like during this time, the Pharaoh of Egypt was taking over and then Assyria and Babylon, you know, 
very, very interesting. <laughs> but I thought I would go through and do the three that I know, and then I'll, I will partially read the second Corinthians just as a refresh for you. So I'll be doing this for memory. So let's go. Ephesians 2, 8 through 10, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. For we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Boom. <laughs> the first one. Next one, Isaiah 43, verses 1 through 3. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not wash over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord your God. Oh, man. They will not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Man, kind of messed up on the last part, but that's okay. Moving on from there. Psalm 46, 10 through 11. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord God Almighty, the Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. And then up to date, 2 Corinthians 3, 17 through 18, the part I know, and then I'll read it from the Bible. Now, the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we, and then let's find it, who with unveiled face, face unveiled faces. That's the part I know. And then from there, it gets a little confusing, but let's pick it up from the Bible. And for 18, and we who with unveiled faces all reflect the Lord's glory are being transformed into his likeness with ever increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the spirit. So hopefully you see from me reading these out, <laughs> reading the last part, but saying out from my memory, the, the top few verses is that it's not always going to be perfect and that's okay. You're human. You go through it. And sometimes you do need to be like, wait a minute. No, it's the Lord Almighty is with us. And then right underneath it is the God of Jacob is our fortress. <laughs> or, you know, a few times where I did stumble, it's like, that's okay. That's normal. But that's why I think it is important to go back through every once in a while the verses that you do know and make sure you know them. And if you do need to brush up on some of them, take the time to do that. It's okay. It is completely okay to do that. So I hope that gets you up to speed with the Thirsty Soul segment for this week and just really the importance of why you're doing this if you're doing this with us. It's not just like you're in school and you want to get a good score. It's doing this to help your own life so that you can have this within you and it can be used by the Holy Spirit. So check out the show notes if you want to learn more about all of this and why I am doing this. Read the article and hey, maybe you will have a life-changing decision that you're going to make if you're not already a Christian. From there, let's jump to the next section. Okay, so now we can talk a little bit about myself. And I know you're like, weren't you talking about yourself this whole time? Yeah, well, kind of, yes. But I'll talk a little bit more about what I was talking about at the beginning of the episode of how like... Things right now just feel like really crazy and kind of all over the place and trying to piece everything together. And, you know, I can't blame it all on the camping trip, but the camping trip did make me see a lot of like, whoa, 
I had a ton of fun. And yeah, I mentioned at the end of the episode that like it's really hard a lot of times to come back from a really fun vacation or something where, you know, you had a great time and then all of a sudden you're throwing yourself back into the real world. And I did have an extra day off before I had to go back to work. So it's not even that like I threw myself too fast. But I think when you're camping, when you're out there, you are just living like you're there to have fun. But like you set up your tent. You plan out your food, you cook your food, you eat your food, you go on hikes, you do like everything you're doing is just about living in the moment, in the day. You don't have as as much access, hopefully, (laughs) to your phone or to those distractions of like television or social media, the internet, you know, you don't have all of this coming at you. So it really forces you to just focus on like living one in itself, but then also having fun and how can you have fun without all of these things that you have in your normal life. And the thing is, we had a lot of fun on the camping trip and we did it without all those things that you would normally have. So when I think of that, and I think the hard part of coming back to the life that I I have or had coming back from camping was that I've just been so busy with trying to make content for this brand, Fisher Philbrick, but then also I need content for Coffee Up Cup, and I can't launch Coffee Up Cup until I have an audience that's following it. I'm supposed to have a community going, but I already don't have like a good audience on the social media platform for Coffee Up Cup, so I can't even get people interested and joining the community. So the community can't be started because we don't have people to do that. And then I can't launch the brand because I don't have people for that either. So meanwhile, though, I'm still coming out with a podcast each week doing like certain days. I have certain posts that I need to post for Fisher Philbrick. So I was doing that. And then other days I need to post stuff for Coffee Up Cup. And then I need to write a newsletter and an article. And in between that, running around, doing dog walking, helping out the neighbors a lot. I was doing every week a cooking video with one of my neighbors. I put off doing last week's because I knew I was coming back from camping and I would have a ton to do. So very good, Michael, that you did that. But I'm going to do it again this Wednesday. And then I think I need to tell him like I can only do it every other week at the most. You know, probably most nights would just be once a month because right now I'm just giving away all of my time to all of these different things, which would be fine if... I was moving forward and going in a direction that I think would get me even further along in the path and with my life and my goals and everything you already know about me. But the problem is it's not doing that. So when I'm helping out all the different neighbors, because it's not just them, it's, it's a lot of people. I like to help people. And then they also are paying me for these things. So at the same time, it's that struggle for like, okay, I'll do that and I'll make some extra money because right now I only have my morning job to make money plus the dog walking and it's much less than I was when I was working full-time and Fisher Philbrick is not making money. The Coffee Up Cup one hasn't launched yet, so it's not making money. Everything's just taking money, which that's not new, but it makes it very easy to all of a sudden get very busy doing all of these things where I wasn't even going to the gym to swim or to work out. And that was something that I mentioned before, like there are certain things that I need to do to keep having fun in life and to keep doing to make things more enjoyable, even though, yeah, I really do like being busy, but it was getting to where I hadn't swam for two weeks leading up to the camping trip, like the day after that we got back from the camping trip, I actually did go and swim. So that was like the first time I'd even driven my car, hadn't driven in two weeks. And I was like, man, that's so weird. But I think a lot of it was just, I put myself in another one of those schedules where I'm just running around feeling like I'm doing a lot and it is exhausting as if I am doing a lot, but 
on the larger scale, like what is it actually doing? Like the fight for social media and to try to get followers, to me, I I already knew it was kind of pointless and it's not fun. It's just something you have to do to have a business. But seeing it now, like, shoot, it's taking forever for Fisher Philbrick to even move like one step forward. And even then, it's going to be two years in October. And I'm like, it feels like we just started still. <laughs> so that alone, and then to think of Coffee Dip Cup, like, I'm going to have to wait, what, another five years before I have an audience before I can launch? Like, that doesn't really make sense to me. So I got to where after the camping trip, I was like, okay, I need to change some things. Like, <laughs> obviously, it's not working. And that is, you know, it's really good to come to those areas in your life where you're like, okay, something needs to change because if it's if it's not working and you're just doing the same thing again and again, like, what is the point? You're, <laughs> you're going to end up in the same spot and you shouldn't be surprised because you already knew that if you do the same thing, you're going to end up in the same spot. So trying to figure out like, how can I take things away? And I've already gone through in the past in an episode of like, I'm not going to quit these two businesses. Not yet. <laughs> like we need to, we need to see some things through and make sure that I actually do give it my best shot and the time it needs. Cause a lot of things in life, you know, it can be rough and tough. And sometimes you really do just have to keep going. Other times you get to somewhere where you're like, okay, I think now we can officially say like, you did your best, you put in the time, the commitment, you know, like everything on all these different levels, like you did the best. And then, you know, some things are just not meant to work out. So I don't think I'm there yet with it, but I know immediately I was like, okay, for Fisher Philbrick, I need to stop posting as much on the Instagram account. I had like four to five days of where I would post different things. Now I'm just going to post a picture when I have the new episode out, which sounds really lame. So you get like one post a week, but I will probably still be jumping in on the stories. So if you watch stories, it is like more engaging, but I found that like all the work I'm doing to post those posts, like me and my own accounts were the only ones who were liking the content plus maybe one or two others. And it was like, what, why am I making content for myself? Like it doesn't make me any happier <laughs> to see the stuff that I already know, like the behind the scenes, I'm living the behind the scenes. So if no one is enjoying it, no one is taking it in. Why, like, why am I doing this? Why am I spending the time? So that was the first big, like, okay, cool. Let's get rid of that. Already it's made things a lot easier. Like when I usually record this is on Mondays and that is when I try to do a ton of the content creation because I record, I try to get everything together for the rest of the week and if I don't, then I have to spend the other days after I've started working my morning job because on Mondays I don't work my morning job. Mondays and Wednesdays, those are the two days during the work week that I don't work the, the morning job. So I have a lot more energy, a lot more time and like, yeah, let's go. So just by cutting that out, even today, I'm like, whoa, the day is still going. And then I started going back to the gym and I'm actually, yeah, again, starting to to do the weight training, like using weights, doing more than just swimming, where before I kind of burnt myself out on doing that plus swimming. And I'm like, I just need to go to have fun and get some exercise and all the benefits from that. But within all this too, I'm like, you know what, maybe I need to start doing that again. And that will make some other improvements, you know, some other like physical goals that are just for myself that I can actually attain and get to. Like, I want to build muscle. Okay, cool. I know I can hit that. <laughs> but the weird thing with that is that it just means you're in pain. So I have been very healthy and in good health. Like, haven't been sick. I feel fine. I twisted my knee a little bit weird on that camping trip, but by the second day back, 
So, well, I mean, even the day after, it was feeling almost completely better. And by Thursday, because we got back Tuesday, I couldn't even feel it. So that was like the smallest thing that's happened in a pretty long time where I was like, oh, am I getting old? Did I tweak my knee? But besides that, I've been great. So then I think it's funny now that I'm doing the exercise. I'm like, oh, I'm so sore after doing a round of all like the muscle groups in my body. I'm like, ooh, just getting up. I took a nap today. And I'm like, oh, man, it doesn't feel that great. But I think it is exciting because it is, you know, it means I am progressing towards something. <laughs> and then I got another protein powder that I ordered that's coming on the way that not only has protein, but has calories added into it, which like the more I think about that and even say it, it sounds kind of creepy. Like what, where are they getting the calories to put in this powder and what is in the powder? Well, I don't know, but <laughs> it's for people that have trouble gaining weight and that's where I'm at. So We'll try the powder with that, with exercise, and the protein apparently is how you gain muscle. You need a lot of protein, something like you double it per the weight you are. I don't know. It's like an insane amount, though, that you would have to eat. So that's also why I start these things, and I'm like, is it really worth it, the money you spend for the powders and the food? And I'm like, I don't know. But all to say, we're going to try it out again for a couple of days. And what I have been doing is that I'll do the weight training first, and then I'll change into my swimsuit and then do a swim after. Maybe not the half hour to 45 minutes that I would typically do, but like 20 minutes, at least 20 to 25, which I'm like, at that point, I'm almost doing the same exact time of swimming as I would do when I only swim, which to me is really weird because I'm like, at this point, I've already worked out the rest of my body and I'm getting the swim. And I think the swim is really nice because it really stretches out all your muscles and your body and it feels so so good and then it's also cardio so i think it all comes together pretty nicely so that's what i've been doing for that and then with coffee up cup i've come to this decision where i am supposed to have a meeting today wednesday as you're listening to this if you're listening on wednesday with the head coach for the program i'm in to talk about what i'm supposed to be doing in the program because right now i can't do anything in the program because i don't have a business it hasn't launched and i just have to be what a social media manager and content creator until i can get people and then things will go forward and i've mentioned that too so i am having a meeting with him he's supposed to let me know things i can be doing in parallel while i'm waiting to build the audience but since i had reached out to him i've even kind of changed especially from coming back from the camping trip of being like i think i'm gonna ask him like i know you guys suggest that you have all of this in place before you launch, but what would your advice be for me just launching now? Like, what would you suggest I do within that? Because kind of the decision I'm coming to is like, I need to make some changes and I need to get to where I can be making money. And that's why I was doing this coffee business, because I need a business, a product-based business that can make money so that I can start moving forward. Like right now, my house savings is down to 60000 and I can't do anything with that. And I can't, still can't find anyone to marry, of course. But I had this feeling before that like I was waiting, God was waiting for me to get this stuff sorted out so I can have a career in a business because he knows that I would be uncomfortable starting a long-term relationship leading to marriage if I still don't have my own stuff figured out. And that is in regards to a career. Like, I think I could say like pretty confidently, like almost all the other areas in life that you would want to be like more mature in and learning and growing in. Like I am learning, growing, getting more mature, getting more wise and all of these other things. But when it comes to making money in a business that I have on my own, I'm like, I still haven't gotten that. So I think I do want to just start the coffee one and then just see how it goes. Like at this point, 
I was, even after coming back camping, I re-downloaded the Indeed app, which is where you can find jobs. And I was looking through postings. I'm like, I thought God wanted me to work for myself, but maybe am I supposed to, to quit everything and like do the, you know, this stuff on the side on top of a full-time job so I can at least be making money? Because in this world, you need to make money to do anything, to go anywhere. Like that is sad, but it's also a reality for everyone. Like, that's what you got to do. But even in that Indeed app, like, there's, it's all positions that I've seen before that I've either applied to in the past and they didn't get back to me, or like, I don't think I would truly be happy. And I have no, like, I can't do jobs that I'm going to hate. Like, ugh, there's so, like, if I could do that, like, man, I could get and find some really high paying jobs. But I'm the type of person where I would rather be enjoying what I'm doing, liking what I'm doing. So that's what brought me to this, like, okay. Instead of like trying to find another job, I just need to go all the way in with the coffee one. And for that, like when I say all the way in, it would be like, let's just start this. Like I like running businesses. That's what I enjoy doing. That's what I'm good at doing. And, you know, maybe there would be someone better at building audiences. I know there are. There are people that do that. But let's just start the business and see how it goes. Because on one hand, I'm already going to have to be paying for ads no matter what, even if you have an audience, you're paying for ads to get more of an audience, to reach more people. So if I'm already going to be paying for that because I'm going to be selling on Amazon, so I'm already going to be paying Amazon for ad space to get my product out there, why wouldn't I just do that now and then see if I can just, you know, reach some people, have people start buying it. Like there's a few friends and family that have told me they would buy the coffee. So if I can get them to buy it, them to review it, that could be a good start to getting some people <laughs> to buy the coffee and start reviewing it. And the more reviews, it all works together to build you up. So that's kind of what I'm going to ask the guy too. Like, like, what if I just do this? Because the whole business program I'm in, it should really be focused for people that already have launched their brands. And they disagree to that, but I've, I've sent them a lot of feedback. I could talk to you for probably an hour, two hours, three hours about all these things they could improve and like really fine tune it. But Right now, as it is, it's for people that have launched their businesses. So then I also think, well, then at least if I've launched the business, I can then start attending those weekly calls because then I'll have questions like, hey, it's not selling. What should I do with this? What with the ads? What, you know, then I can maybe actually participate in the community and get help because that's what I really am interested in is about how much money to spend on ads, the financials, when you order the next round of inventory to make sure you don't run out because Basically, if you run out of inventory, you have to re kind of like relaunch, like have another relaunching once you're back in stock to get customers back who would have come back on their own, but because you ran out, they found someone else. So those are the things I'm really interested in. And like, that's why I was paying for this one to get that, but also the community side of like, I wanted to get to know more people, especially in this field that are like-minded and that have the same drive and motivation as I do, because in my own life, it's very hard to find that. So I have not gotten that community side. So it's kind of like, what am I doing here? So I would rather, and I know they might say like, well, you might not be as successful with the coffee one or it might fail. Good. Because at this point, I would rather like give it a try with launching the business, have it fail, and then have that be a very clear indicator of like, okay, Michael, this is not what you're supposed to do you failed like at this point and you wouldn't think that you know I think it takes a person a long time to get to that possibly and maybe that's where I am with just all the different things I'm doing where I was like 
I would gladly get an F and just a failure for this business, if at all, just to know what direction I'm supposed to head and knowing like very concretely, like you tried, it didn't work out, Michael, don't worry. That happens. Like in the world of business, you come across failure. So it's something that is to be expected. You get setbacks, all of that. But where I'm at now with the business is, I don't know, like, how do you, do you say I'm failing because I can't get new followers? But then when I post the Thirsty Soul verses on social media, I get a lot of followers. Like, whoa, that's so cool. Like, I got probably 30 to 40 new followers in the last two to three weeks from sharing those Bible-themed videos. But those same people don't interact on any of my other posts. So then what do you say? Like, oh, cool, you have over 100 followers, but over half of them don't engage. So is that really an audience? No, it's not. Do you see what I'm saying? It all gets like very nitpicky and just like, what what are we doing? Am I trying to race against the algorithms? Because I'm not going to win against them. But I want to interact with people and have customers and run a business. So that's what I've been like wrestling around with. And I'm going to see what the coach says. I feel like I always know all these things I want to say, but then the guy is super nice and I am more agreeable typically towards these things because I do want to be respectful and I don't want to be like rude or disrespectful or come come across abrasive and just like oh I'm gonna do it this way and you guys are terrible <laughs> because he is actually really nice and he's a great guy but I'm gonna see but I think even if he advises not to it might just be after you know it might just have to be one of those times where I just have to do it and then fail and get setbacks and then keep going because at this point I've already invested a lot of money into the business and I just want to have coffee. I keep telling people like, I'm, I'm on, I'm going to do it. And the people ask, well, when are you going to do it? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> like I, I need people to tune in, but even friends and family on all, all my other accounts, like a few my close friends and family, they are great followers, supporters, you know, they are very supportive. But as soon as you get out of my tight, like inner circle of like directly related people or like my friend Jordan like after that people just don't care they really don't and it's not to shame them because there's so much coming at everybody on social media and like everyone thinks they're going to start a business it seems like <laughs> so that is just another thing that gets added into it where I'm like oh, I'd rather just try and then if it doesn't work cool we'll stop that and say I almost one day started <laughs> a coffee shop but maybe I do have to get a job that will actually just pay money so that I can move forward so that's a little bit of all that i've been going through on the work side and then even just the inner turmoil kind of going off of that of like okay i haven't been making progress with these things i mean you can say like yeah you're still making progress because you're still showing up you're still posting stuff you're still trying so cool yeah i'm doing that but as far as like making concrete steps i'm not really so then that leads to like the inner turmoil of like okay, I'm still not making money. I'm getting older and older, which I don't feel old, but I feel like I'm at a weird point where 28 going on 29 is getting older where it's like, oh, you're still living at home. You still haven't gotten married yet or you don't even have kids on the way or, you know, none of that is even in the horizon right now. Like I want it to be, yeah, I'm setting myself up. I'm doing all these things to prepare for that. But at the same time, it feels like I'm still very far away. And then even with my friend Jordan, he is hanging out with a lot of the church friends at the church group that is for like young adults, but 
I'm on the older side of that, like almost aged out of that. And there are a lot of younger people, which are his age, which is great. Like he wasn't able to go to in-person college. So it's actually like a huge God thing that he's making all these friends that are around his age that are actually, I was telling him on the trip, like these are actually like kind of some of the best people you would want to be friends with. Because when I went to San Jose State, like it is such a mixed bag of who you're going to meet and all of the weird things they believe. Like some girl in one of my classes was like, what is your sign, your star sign? And then I, I, I told her, I like, I don't know. I still don't know. It starts with an L. I tell her my birthday. It's in October, middle of October. And she's like, oh good, you're a this. I'm a this. That means we can be friends. And I was like, what? And then some other girl gave a whole presentation about how she was named after some mushroom in Vietnam that cures cancer. And I was just like, okay, well, if it cured cancer and it actually worked, why don't we know this? Why aren't we curing it? Like, I was a little bit naive because now I believe <laughs> a lot different. Like, there, there probably are many cures out there for cancer. And even if we just took away a lot of the toxic stuff that we make all of our materials with, like, have you noticed, at least in California, you have labels on everything saying it will cause reproduction harm and cause cancer. So maybe we rethink how we make stuff so we prevent that, or we actually save, like want to save people's life and not just make a ton of money off of pharmaceuticals and all the medicine that goes into treating someone with cancer. Do you see? You see what I mean? But at the time, she was just going on about this mushroom. And I was just like, man, I, like, I didn't feel like I was that sheltered going to private and Christian schools. But when you see some of the stuff people believe, it's just like, man, this is wild. Like what? So for Jordan, like, I actually think it's really good that he has and is making friends with these people because those are great people. And that's when you're in college, like that's what you do. Like you go to school, you hang out with friends, you work a part-time job, you do all of that. But then in comparison to that, like, man, I just feel so old and I wouldn't hang out with the whole group of them. Like I've been on trips with them and they don't even know who I am. And I'm like, dude, we went camping together at that remote. Remember last summer, I thought I was going to meet my wife on this off the grid camping trip. I didn't meet her. <laughs> sad, sad. But all these guys were on that trip and they don't know who I am. And I'm like, ah, oh, man, come on. Like, and part of it is too, I'm just very observant and I watch and take in a lot like my mind works really fast so I'm like yeah like I can bring up conversations or scenarios or like everything that happened around certain people and that's why I'm really good at my morning job because I can remember things well and they're like you haven't seen me in months how do you even know who I am I'm like I don't know dude but it's in my mind somewhere and it just ugh, vomited out and I'm like this is who you are this is your story that you shared with me <laughs> so all to say though in comparison to that then I feel like well then I'm too old to hang out with the, these groups of people, like young guys. And the thing is, I really don't even want to. Like, I'd rather just hang out with Jordan. And when we hang out, it's really fun. He has older sisters, so he is very mature, even though he is a lot younger than me. So it doesn't feel like an age difference. But then when I take a step back and I'm looking at all of this, I'm like, man, I'm too old. And it, almost like too old to even go to that church group, which they would all say like, no, 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 you can, like, it's great. But the people my age, I'm like, oh, I've already spent a long time like trying to get to know them over the past two years. And I don't know, I don't click with any of those people and I don't have it in me, like the energy to try to, and I talk about this on that podcast. So like throw myself into a new social group to try to be cool, to look a certain way, to act a certain way, all of these things, which yeah, I was way more up for that in high school and maybe even college, like college is when it started to die away and I was so happy. So it brings up a lot of that too, of that feeling of like, uh, maybe if I need friends then I need to act a different way, but really I don't want to be different than how I am now. But then 
if I don't want to be different, then what's the reality of that? You have like one or two friends, plus your family, which your family is very important. So yes, having a good, strong family is important, but then I'm like, okay, so I'm not going to change, not going to try to like throw myself into like different peer groups of people. Then who else would I hang out with? Like other people my age are all getting married now. So they're all couples. And I think that's weird to like try to hang out with couple. Like you just don't do that. You hang out once you're married with other couples. And then it's like, oh, that's very normal. And so then I think, well, then I just got to find a wife because then if I have a wife, she's like a built-in friend (laughs) and homemaker and all these things. And then I'm like, then I don't have to worry about trying to make friends and all that goes within that. But then guess what? I I can't find that. (laughs) So do you see it all just sort of loops together of this weird looming area of like, I'm, and I wrote like a, a song about that this past week, like trying to like pinpoint it because it's so confusing. Like even talking about this now, maybe some of you will understand it, but then others are just like, dude, what are you rambling on about? Like who cares if you're too old or too young or people have other friends this age or that age? And I'm like, normally that wouldn't matter. But as of where I am now, it is very like troubling and very weird and just a confusing time to live through of like, I'm too old for that, but too young for that. Like too young, like some of the people at church, they are super friendly, but they're so much older where I'm just like, you would be very fun to get to know further, but I also should be getting to know people my age, plus older people, plus younger, like you want a good mix. So I feel like I'm too young for some of those and then too old for some of the younger ones at like the church group. And then I should be getting married, but I can't get married. And then I should be having a family and buying a house or condo or, you know, starting off like small and growing. But I felt like God was saying I need to have my own businesses and my own businesses are not making money. So hence why I was like, you know what? I think we just need to launch Coffee Up Cup and just do away with it and see like, God, if you really do want this to happen, if you want me to work for myself, then you can make it come together even though I don't have an audience. Like it sounds stupid to say that because you know like certain things work well. And with the program, like they've tested and tried it out. Like if you have an audience, you will be this much more successful and will go much faster. So I'm like, I know that, but guess what? God is bigger than all of that. And he can choose whether he wants to to use his power or the influence or however you want to look at it. Like if he wants it to be successful, he can do that with or without an audience. And if he doesn't, then, you know, how am I different than I am now? Like I've already set aside the money. My house is down. My house money is down to where it is. So I'm like, huh, I don't know. Like, let's just go and see what will happen. But hopefully that is some helpful insight and a look into like everything that's going around right now in my mind of like, man, we're trying to put it all together. And I guess the one last thing at my morning job that it kind of had like the cherry on top to everything was that the main person that I open with, the supervisor, I really like opening with them and we have good talks in the morning. I did that with the old manager when he used to open with me. Like, and I guess I realized that is like my favorite part is like that time when it's just me and the other person early in the morning, no one else is in the store. And even the store is very typically gets going a lot slower. So you have a couple customers so you can still keep talking and like talk about your life, hear about their life, talk about just whatever you want to talk about. So almost kind of like a built-in friend hangout, (laughs) which it's rare to get with different supervisors. So that's why when you find a good one, I'm like, 
man, can I only work with this person, please? Because everyone else, like I can get along with people, but it's just not the same. And you will know that too. Like certain people, you just hit it off with so much better. You know how they think, you know how they're going to respond. You know what they will appreciate, what they find funny. And then others, you're just like, I don't know what to say to you. <laughs> or there's nothing interesting. Or I'd have to share, you know, go back so far in my past to get you up to speed where I'm like, it's too tiring to do that. But at the job, the supervisor was training someone else. And then on another day, we just had another opener with us. So anytime you add another person, then I can't talk. Like there's, it because it's rude to like leave the other person out and then they are supposed to be training this new person to be a supervisor. So they need to have their own time. So then I spend the first half hour to like 45 minutes saying hardly anything, which in the morning, like some people really like that in the morning because they're still asleep, but I get up an hour before I need to be at work to read my Bible, to eat, to drink, to scooter to work or walk to work in the cold. So I'm wide awake where I'm like, I'm ready to go. Like, let's get going. Let's build up good energy and rapport between us. And then you kind of see like that transfers to customers really easily. But when we don't have that for the full week that I was back and I skipped Tuesday because I was camping. So I had Thursday, Friday, and Saturday but those were my only work days and I didn't get to hang out, you know, hang out with the supervisor or talk about anything. Like even the camping trip, there were really fun things I wanted to share with him. And I was just like, I don't get to do that. So I think that was also adding to the disappointment. Like the one place I could have had interaction and connection with another human that, you know, besides the family at home that I'm living with was at my morning job. And for that rest of the week, I didn't get that. So that is also throwing another stone into the bucket that has taken us down <laughs> to the bottom of the ocean of like, I didn't get that. And when I don't have that, like when I don't have good social interactions with my coworkers at this morning job, it's really not fun. Like <laughs> I can do the job well and better than most people. Like I'm sure people, you know, you always have complaints about other people you work with. I think they would probably not like that. I always put everything back in the fridge and like I try to keep everything really clean because the last manager got on us about that a lot so I am like holding to some like strict things or like following the rules which should be good but a lot of people are super lazy and dirty and you know ugh, it's it's a lot but in general I can do the job fine so that's not like a thrill or a rush when I first started like Ooh, there's a lot to get through let's see if I can do it I'm like I know I can do it. So to me, the only fun part to like keep my mind going is like the music that we play in this store and the conversations I have with the coworkers. But really, it's only like it's pretty limited to just a few people. And as I said, I do like the people I work with and I can be friendly and get along with everyone. But it's that like extra step of communicating and the interaction you get. So when I don't have that, I'm just like, then why am I getting up this early? Because getting up this early really sets off the whole rest of the day to be very tiring where if I go in the afternoon to swim, then I can't take a nap. But if I need to nap so I can stay up a little bit later, which is to like nine or 9.30, then I can't go to exercise. So, ah, uh, man, a lot, right? So I'm hoping to kind of close this all off that making some of these concrete changes will be helpful to get myself back on track and out of kind of this like the mist and the fog of like, what am I doing? What is happening? And to recap, I'm not posting as much on Fisher Philbrick, so that will be helpful. I'm going to meet with the coach of the business program, going to see 
what do you think is about just launching the business and like just saying like, hey, we're just going to go in and like if I fail, I fail. Like who cares? Like at this point, we need to do something. And then what else? Oh, working out, like prioritizing, going to the gym. Because, you know, a lot of people say and they say it very like offhandedly. And I agree with it when I'm feeling well, like, you know, people just need to get out and exercise and they need to do these things that will help push them to feel better, you know, internally, whether they're sad or depressed or just like confused and all of that. And I'm like, yeah, I completely agree with that. But then when you're in one of those modes, it actually, it's hard. It's really hard to be like, so you want me to go expend energy? And like right now, as I'm recording this, my inner elbows hurt because if I, I don't know, if I do too much with the biceps, it like strains, I think it's a ligament or tendon in the middle inner elbow like that. So I, getting into it, I think I did too much. And then today I did triceps and chest. So that's sore. And like two days before that, I did a back and legs. So my whole like from my butt down, is just super sore. <laughs> so then I'm like, oh, now I'm just in pain. But that's another thing that I'm hoping, well, maybe if I start putting on weight and muscle, maybe that will be a thing where I feel like I'm taking better care of myself in regards to that. Maybe that will help. I'm getting swimming in plus the exercising. Maybe that will be good too. You know, all of these little things. And then even for the wife and the like finding more people to, to interact with or hang out with, I'm like, I'm still not sure on that. But I'm trying now to sing and songwrite more because that's another one of my things. Like if I can do that, then life is usually more fun and more enjoyable. And then really try to to pinpoint like what am I feeling and how do we put that in a song? Because that is very tricky. Proceeding after the camping trip, I'm like, it was a lot of fun, but then boom, you're struck with all these other things, which I've just spent the last hour talking to you about. <laughs> just about. See, it's not a short episode. But you know, how do I articulate that? Because I was still trying to figure out like what is this? What is this that I am feeling? And it's not just one thing, but it's accumulation of a lot of different things. And I think in everyone's life, yours included, that is what usually what happens. Like it's not just one little thing that then drives you off the deep end or feeling like you're going to have a mental breakdown or you just explode in anger. And you're like, where did this come from? It, you know, all I did was drop the cup on the crowd. And it's like, no, honey, don't worry. It was not the cup. It was everything else leading up to dropping that cup <laughs> that you know can cause this like big outburst or just where you are maybe like myself just asking yourself like what's happening what is going on is this what the life of an entrepreneur is because ugh, gross this feels awful but I hope that in sharing this you will see more of the realistic side of what it is to be an entrepreneur and that's if you listen to that intro that I record I'm like the ups the downs and everything in between well I would count this as the down and the everything in between <laughs> and hopefully we can get to some of those ups but that was what I wanted to share with revamping this podcast was being more honest and transparent with the things I am going through and being like you know what it's okay. Like you can go through all these. And as people, we have so many emotions, so many feelings, which a lot of times I'm like, gross, why do we have so many? But <laughs> uh, we do, we have them. So I think it is hopefully insightful and helpful for you to hear like, hey, guess what? I'm going through some of what you're probably going through at the same time, or maybe you will come across it and be like, you know what? It's okay. Like if I can work through it and figure out how to make some changes, you can as well. So take hope, be encouraged and I'll let you know next week how the whole coffee up cup thing goes. I mean, I'm a little bit nervous about it, but at the same time, wouldn't that be cool just to launch it so I can finally say like, I'm selling coffee. Ugh, thank 
goodness, right? <laughs> but have a great rest of your day. We'll be talking to you all very soon. Thanks for listening to Fisher Philbrick The Show. Here's how you can best support us. You can subscribe, comment, and rate the show. You can share this podcast with your social circles and even consider becoming a monthly sponsor of the show. Any of these items that you're able to do will make such a big difference. Thanks again for listening and for your support.